Let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six, okay? But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four, that? Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six? Yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. One and two and three and four and five and... Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider... And your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. Two weeks off, I was on a European tour. Nice. It was great in all the ways. Tours are great, and it was hard and tough in all the ways. Tours are hard and tough. I did turn 40, and I'm, I'm on my shit. I'm on my good shit. Quit smoking. I'm back to calorie counting, and uh, I'm feeling good. Got a lust for life, as they say, as Iggy Pop would say. Nice. Did you have a cup of... Did you have a cuppa when you were over in uh, jolly old England? I didn't go to England. Uh, it was everywhere pretty much except the UK, Scandinavia, Germany. Ah. I was in your homeland. We, uh, I didn't, I'm so bad about looking at my schedule until it's like right upon me, but we played four shows in Germany. Nice. We did Berlin, Hamburg, Munich, and Cologne. Where did you grow up? I was in Munich when I was a kid. And then- wow. I went to college in Munich as well. Munich seemed like the most posh city that we went to in Germany. It was very, uh, maybe it was just the parts of town we were in, but it was very high dollar, high class, expensive food, shopping. It reminded me of like Manhattan, like Fifth Avenue. Was that your experience? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, what I remember, I was like two to five. I mean, even when I was in college, I was... I, I I mean, I was in college, so I was living in a dorm, but we would go, basically it was dorm or straight to the beer halle to get some of those sudsy amber offerings from the monks. In Berlin, people were just openly drinking in the street. Like, you can just drink alcohol there. I did think about you because in both Berlin and Hamburg just walking around the parts it's, we were playing these small little rock clubs so we were in parts of town that you would find rock clubs in and they are very unbashful about their love of sex dude they were fucking kinky yeah people in europe and especially germany are dtf that's deutsch <laughs> deutsche technica funkarbeit well, our drummer is like this, you know, good-looking younger single dude who's into like whatever. He's into like sex clubs and stuff. And apparently what? in Berlin, they're like is the it? most famous sex clubs ever. And he was trying to get into them and they wouldn't let him in because he didn't look, he was told he didn't look gay enough. I was like, damn, dude. And apparently they say that people go into these sex clubs, they're open Friday to Sunday all uh, day. Right. And people will go into these sex clubs and just take uppers and just stay up all weekend. Just fuck, and they just encourage fornication in public in the public areas. There's no private rooms. They encourage fornication with strangers. There was a karaoke bar called Porno Karaoke. I mean, there were just it was funny how they named shit over there. There were just clubs called Sex Club, you know, Butt what do you Club. Th- what do you club. think? What do you think those clubs smelled like? dude it's funny that you said that so jeff was all bummed that he didn't get into the i can't remember what it was called it's like one of the most famous sex clubs in 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 germany i said dude and plus everything in germany by the way no air conditioning everything's cool 95 degrees 
I said, dude, what do you think it smells like in that room, dude? Not good. It's got to be horrible. Not good, for sure. Well, we were talking to these dudes uh, at a bar, like right next to this club that Jeff tried to get into, and they said, oh, yeah, you you probably didn't look gay enough. And they were like, I'm not even kidding. I'm going to hazard that those clubs smell like men's balls and cologne, like a combination of those two things. Well, I jokingly said, well, next time you try to get in, I'll just take my belt off, put it around your neck, and I'll walk you in like a dog. You would have gone right in. (laughs) The guys I was telling that joke to uh, didn't laugh a single wink at that. And they go, oh, yeah, that would have done it. Yeah. I mean, because I grew up in Germany. So when you said that, I didn't <laughs> laugh a wink either. I just said, oh, well, that's the combination lock. You just picked it. Here's another thing we were doing in Germany is there's a part of our show where we play like a famous rock song. We usually do Inner Sandman. Mm-hmm. And I cooked up a little Du Hast for the Germans. Oh, Rammstein. Nice. Uh, not a good time to pay homage to Rammstein. The oh, Germans. right. Because those guys got canceled. Yeah. That Till Lindemann dude's in some pretty hot water. Uh which I thought Germans would be like, fuck it, you know? Mm-mm. This song didn't hurt to no one. But anyway, everyone was like, no, don't do that. Do not play Duhast here. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, Germans are like, when they, whatever they're on board about, they're on board. They're not like one foot on, one foot off. They're buckled in and they're ped- the pedals pressed to the floor with their foot. Right. Because, like, whatever it is. So, oh, bluegrass? Yeah. Oh, there's a (laughs) microphone? Duhast. Oh, uh, it's bluegrass. Oh, there's a drum? Duhast. Oh, hip-hop? It's it's not eight. It's not eighties hip-hop? Duhast. Oh, Nazis? Nine danke, du hast. Oh, you get canceled for <laughs> sexually molesting a bunch of minors. Yeah, they're no, they they like once they're behind something, it's over. Like so, yeah, that guy never. There's no bounce back for that guy. He's done. Like even even in the states, you can kind of come back from some shit, but Germany, they don't let you come back from anything. I was really shocked because you know the my my sort of surface takeaway especially in berlin and hamburg was that germany's a bunch of fucking sexual deviants and they're proud of it and so i i just thought well till lindemann probably fits right in there but they yeah surprisingly took kind of a hard line on it well they just they just take everything to the max like nothing's chill in germany there's no chill there's it's just max oh sex club okay come in here lay down i'm going to poop on your chest (laughs) like there's no like hey can we just like make out they're like no it's pooping and also vomit swallowing what yeah, they're like make Why? out obviously what? american it's too much it's everything's too much like there was no graffiti in germany none and then the next day every inch of germany was covered in graffiti i was like what just do a little bit of graffiti no yeah <laughs> everything's too much over there yeah i don't know if moderation is a hallmark of graffiti culture but it, I'll tell you what, man. I had a really good time there. I spent a lot of time there. It was pretty wild. Like, uh, yeah, a day off in Cologne, a day off in in Berlin. Did you have went some downtown in Munich? Schne- did you have some of the German food? I did. What you? I eat? did. I love it. Uh, I had like whatever, like sa- the schnitzel shit Sausages. or the worst. I had different worsts. Yeah, you get worsts on the street. They're really good. Yeah, I had street worsts, and it was one of the best meals I had out there. I ate a lot of spaghetti in Europe. 
Um, oh yeah, they have a lot of Italian restaurants there. Yeah, really, really good. I mean, some of the best spaghetti bolognese I've ever had. I had in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Every even the smallest, tiniest town, like a town that has no post office, no store, nothing. A, a hamlet of maybe fifty people will have an Italian restaurant. You're like, what? How is that? And and it's run by a Turkish guy. And they love burgers over there, dude. Like every restaurant almost is like a burger restaurant. Well, they're called bulletin and they're cold hamburgers. Did you have any of these at night, like at a bar? They just have no. A, well, they just they make burgers and you can just buy them. Just it's just the burger patty that's kind of seasoned and dry, okay. and you just buy that and you eat it like it's a <laughs> cookie. It's like a little burger cookie that you can eat at night when you're fucked up, dude. On that German well, beer, everything in Europe is so hot, and they don't have air conditioning anywhere. And then when you ask for a water, they give it to you in like the tiniest cup in the world. Like yeah. in the morning in the hotel, I just went and stood by the water thing, filling up the tiny cup and drink. And they were just staring at me like I was a freak. I asked the lady behind the counter at the hotel. I said, "Hey, you got a bottle of water back there for me?" And she went, "What? Why?" Yeah. She yeah. said, "Why?" Yeah. I said, "Well, because I'm thirsty." And she was like, "Well, you can drink water in Denmark. You can drink the tap water here." I said, yeah, I'm just curious if you have a bottle of water back there for me right now. And she said, no, no. There's we a 7-Eleven. Yeah, we drink the water out of the tap here. But you know, at a hotel, you ever, dude, it's like a hack when you're checking into hotels. I always ask for a couple bottles of water. Just give them to me, dude. Here, dude, think about the cups in hotels that just sit there unused and people shitting. And here's the thing I've gotten weird about in my older age. No more cups and no more toothbrushes in the bathroom. Like my toothbrush is in a drawer that closes because people are just shitting and pissing in there. And you, and you think that the poop molecules are traveling through the air and clinging to your toothbrush and then they're getting in your teeth? Yes. Well, what's stopping them from getting into your teeth straight from the poop while you're shitting? <laughs> I keep my mouth closed. The whole I time. keep my mouth closed when I'm shitting. That's a German hit. That's the next Rammstein hit. If they were allowed to record any more songs in Germany, that would be their song. It, Honestly, it Bob, it's not even it's not even my own fecal uh, materials because let's face it, I am me, and in fact, part of me is sad that those materials are leaving me. The essence of who we are. You just don't want your wife's fecal materials or your daughter's fecal materials on your toothbrush. Not them, but it, but in also particularly strangers, you know, like the, the fecal Dude, material of strangers. Imagining poop traveling through the atmosphere. Uh, I mean, all all I have to do is just I'm knocking on wood right now that that's not one of the things that I think about because I I never think about it. I'll walk into a fucking public restroom with a full sandwich, eating a sandwich. No. And pee, no. pee while I'm eating a sandwich. No, and I don't no, give a no. fuck, dude. Because the, the same poop germs that may or may not attach themselves to that sandwich will just attach themselves to my face and my mouth and my teeth. And you're saying, no, I don't breathe and I don't open my mouth when I'm in a restroom. Dude, I don't take anything I'm drinking into it. Dude, if I take a bottle of water into a public restroom, like if I'm in an airport, before I pee, I put it in my backpack and zip it up. <laughs> Dude, I just don't think that that that's the way fecal matter travels it travels through the air, dude. If I you're in a public contact, restroom, I think it's contact only, dude. No, no. Unfortunately, no. And and if you're in a public restroom where people are using the air things because they want to save the rainforest or whatever, uh -huh. 
there have been these studies shown that that's just blowing all the f- fecal matter that's been accumulating in the room into the fucking air. Definitely under your sandwich, dude. The sandwich thing's wild. That's wild to me. I'm not knocking it. So you're just walking into a fecal hailstorm every time yeah. you walk into a bathroom. Yeah, and look, you make a good point. You're going to live your life worried about every molecule of poop, but no, you can't do that. That's not reasonable. You can't be a good neighbor or a good citizen like that. It'll lock you down and you'll never leave your house. But what you can do is mitigate. You can you can tamp down the amount of other people's vehicle matter you consume simply by eating the sandwich before you walk into the public restroom. Or you can go German and go the other way and just have start a sex shit club. In, well, just start people sh- start shitting in your mouth and then you get to the point where nothing can harm you anymore or or you die right well because that'll kill you actually it's toxic but it'll kill you or it'll make you strong right well what don't kill you what cleveland steamers don't kill you make you stronger that's nietzsche he said there's also what doesn't kill you makes you extremely weak and vulnerable to other things that might kill you but okay here's the thing okay here's here's one thing we don't do at iok we don't kink shame no. Whatever you're into, as long as you're not what, hurting yeah, people. Yeah, whatever you're into, you're into. Then fucking rock on, dude. Rock rock on forever. Having said that, if you have become an adult that gets your kicks by being shit on or shitting on someone, how do I say this without sounding judgmental? What's wrong with you? What happened to you? And what's the way out for you? I will say this. I've never had anybody shit on me. And I've never shit on anybody. Okay. I don't even let anybody, I mean, we should probably save this for the Secret Weekly, but I don't even like anybody messing with my poop hole. Like, <laughs> finger, nothing. Yeah, I'm like sandwich time. I'm like, just let's leave some mystery in the relationship is the way I like to look at it. But I will say this. I have had moments where I've been so, like, charged up with lust and love or whatever the combination of those two things where i thought about like yeah you could shit on me and i'd be fine with it now i've never done that and i'm sure once it started happening and to be like oh my god what the fuck right but i've i've imagined it for a minute in my mind i've imagined all kinds of crazy shit in my mind that if they took place in real life would be awful yeah you're you're talking about the heat of the moment what i will yeah. refer to as, as a crime of passion now all sa- <laughs> all sane sexual beings have yeah. brushed up against touched the tender walls of the edges of yeah. of crimes of passion. Yeah. Where where you think it or you even do it or you speak it even. Right. Sometimes you just speak it with really no intention of doing it. And even the speaking of it brings some sort of evil into the room. Yeah, you can't speak it. It's always <laughs> best to keep it in the mind area. Well, if you're going to speak it, you may as well do it because there's something about speaking it that makes it feel just as if you did it. And so then you might as well do it. Now, that's different, though, than actually doing this, Well, or, or than like dwelling on it all the time, having no shame about it. Like this guy was telling me that people go into this sex club and it, they don't want to leave. So they just take fucking cocaine and pills Mm-hmm. And they just live in this world for 72 hours. And then they go back to their norm. You know, these are some of your coworkers. These are people that you see every day at the fucking grocery store. I just feel but, like they're going to walk out of there with some kind of a rash situation. Right. But, but what's wrong with them? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Again, I'm not knocking it, but to, to fixate on that as like something you seek out, like, no, even, a, even as a young man, dude, even as a young man, 
at the height, I mean, I have a cat now. So my, my, I'm, I'm at the lowest T I've ever been at. I think once you get a cat, your T just plum, plummets to whatever zero is. Whatever. What's T? Testosterone. Oh, you put the abreve on it without letting me know. Hell yeah. yeah. We're yeah, saving yeah. time. Once you, once you get a cat and then multiple cats, it's like negative T if that's even possible. But I'm at, I'm about, I'm at low T to no T. Well, you're, you're cat daddy. I'm a cat daddy now. So, yeah. um, but even at the height of my sexual prowess, let's say early 20s, when I still didn't even know anything really, but I had this driving force that was like, you have to try to get laid no matter what. The idea of going into a sex club would have been absolutely appalling even then. I, I told Jeff, if you put me in there, it would be punitive. It'd be like, yeah, it, like to keep me from doing crimes. Yeah. threaten me with being stuck in that place for three days that's what prison is prison is what you're talking about prison is where adult people have sex in front of other people and don't <laughs> care and stay there forever i don't want to go to shitting prison is involved and they're shitting <sighs> dude every time I'm, i've been watching nfl games lately because it just started the season start i see you have your little uh what is that tennessee titans jersey on yeah derrick henry go titans we won yesterday thank and you congrats um so yeah, what are you pulling for these days? Green Bay still? Of course, Green Bay. I'm a Green Bay boy all the way, even though you know no Aaron Rodgers. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm a Jets fan now. And then no Aaron Rodgers over there either. So no. Aaron Some are saying it's the it's the most. Um, how are they phrasing it? They're saying it's like the most devastating injury in NFL history in terms of player movement potential, contract expectations. He fucking gets one of the worst injuries ever in the first game. Well, one of the first plays. You have all these players that went to the Jets For thinking him. he's going to be on, he's going to be there and we're going to win the Super Bowl. So the, you know. have all these people going there. They spent all this money. He He's guaranteed 70 million if he doesn't play a single play over the next two years. They got to pay him 70 million. He'll, he'll play next year. He'll be recovered by next year. But, but that's an injury that you don't really. But you never I mean, come back full on from. Yeah, I mean, I watched that Jets game yesterday, and it was. Rough. I watched it too. It was I watched rough. it, and I was pulling for him because I like Zach Wilson. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I dude, it it was a weird first week. Fucking the Chiefs lost. Fucking dude, we got weird. By the way, if you're listening and you're like, I, w- I always wanted IOK to be a sports cast, but I just never thought it would happen. Well, it's happening. Right now, it's happening. Well, look, we just did like 15 minutes of shit talk and sex clubs in Germany, okay? Yeah. We need to balance it out with a little bit of American football. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, now we're about to get into that American football, baby. Anyways, Chiefs lost, Bills lost first week. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Anyway. We lost, but we are not good. So that wasn't really shocking. Packers won. I was like, well, they're never going to win a game. Now they're one and one. Everything's, you know, it balances out. Yeah, it, it, dude, all of life is balance. Even in the in the clubs full of shit. That's really just what it is at the bottom of it. The great, you know, turtles all the way down and such. Uh, have you seen this Russell Brand shit? Uh, no, what, dude, please tell me he's gotten canceled for something. It, he's being taken down in a really, really big way. Let's uh, hear about it. I mean, I shouldn't hate him, but he is a yakety yak. What? Tell me what, what happened. Well... Four or five women have come out, but they didn't just come out like on social media. They came out through a like highly regarded. Actually, you probably know what it is. It's a it's a BBC docu series called Dispatches, and it's uh, like D- BBC it's, Dispatches. 
Are you right. talking about dispatches from the BBC? So they did in conjunction with the Sunday Times. Like oh, it, with it's this, been this. Oh, well, there you go, Governor, with the Sunday Times, yeah? Cup of tea, Sunday Times. I mean, I never go a day without it. It's fully detailed. There are text messages. There are the one of the girls got raped and went to a rape clinic. There's medical records of her going. There's text messages of him admitting he did it and saying he's sorry. And it's pretty gnarly. It's like, I think it's five women. Is it recent? It's from like the last 10 years. I know, but there's 10 years ago and then there's last week. Well, no, no. It's like 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. 10 years ago. Okay. So I have problems with 10 years ago. I, I, I don't have problems with this year, but 10 years ago, I don't... Do you, can you recall what happened 10 years ago? Again, I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but Russell Brand strikes me as the type of person who's a good-looking guy who all ladies probably want to fuck, and then occasionally some don't, and then occasionally some want to be with him, and he doesn't want to be with them, and and there's that too. So, Well, you'll have I, to just read knows? the accounts and make up your mind because it's pretty it's pretty detailed. It's pretty grueling. They're not looking for money. They're not looking to have him arrested. They're just telling a story and none of them know each other. Um, it's mm. pretty, it's as gnarly as I've seen, you know, right. it's as gnarly. I, believe me, I'm, I'm skeptical about stuff too. Like the world's weird. Things are weird in the world. And, you know, I mean, I don't know was, what to make of some back stuff. Back in the day, but, he was supposed to be like the number one dog. Like he, he was like constantly having sex all the time, multiple times. Well, he's a, a day self-proclaimed sex, self-proclaimed sex addict. You're right. And it's kind of like the Louis stuff. I mean, it's like you know, a lot of his act, a lot of his persona is basically him saying, "Look, I am, I am not someone who's safe to be around in a sexual way." Right. And it's like hard to tell where the where it, the hiding in plain sight. The docu series is called in plain sight. And there are stories about like, you know, when he would get these gigs as like a presenter on BBC, they would change the female staff because he had a reputation harassing, sexually harassing women. And they would actually move staff around to accommodate his proclivities. I mean, again, the question is, again, I'm not defending. I, I Look, if, if this guy's a rapist or if he's a sexual predator, I, I, I don't know. So I'm not trying to defend sexual predators or rapists. I think they're horrible. Um, but you know, if he's just like, Hey, do you want to have sex <laughs> or, you know, there, and there's a that's difference. That's not between, what happened. Well, that's not what they're claiming. Right. So I guess I need to read the article. You really should. Cause it, it's not, I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's not going to be a good take for you un- until you read it because it's pretty, it's pretty hard to read. And it's, it's, there's a lot there. And there's like text messages of this chick saying to him afterwards, Hey, I was screaming no, and you you raped me, and you know, I went to a clinic and I need to get tested, and and him basically saying I don't know what came over me, I'm so sorry, I hope you'll forgive me, uh, I know you're a great person and you'll forgive me. I mean, it's yeah, that's that's rape, that's not good. I mean, it's definitely him saying like, yeah, that was pretty rough. Sorry, I'll read the article and then we can talk about it on the next podcast. But what's interesting is because he's become a very like 
high profile, 30 million followers on YouTube, like built his own little empire. Right. He's like a guru too. Like he's a self-help guy. He's like telling people how to like better themselves and empower themselves. So anytime somebody is like acting like the Messiah, I'm assuming they're fucking everybody because that's what, that's what all the people that start cults, all they do is fuck everybody in the cult, period. Yeah. There's no cults where they don't fuck everybody. Show me a single one, and then you'll say, well, what about Jesus? I'm like, I don't think that was a cult. That was a cult 400 years after he lived. He didn't have a cult. He was hanging out with some dudes, I think. Well, it's it's either that or, you know, it's a guy who knows that he spent a lot of his life hurting people and has just needed absolution and forgiveness. And so they they transfer all that narcissism into, I'm going to help you be righteous, you know? And so... But because it's leaned more into the conspiracy theory, more right-wing stuff, he's now saying that he's being taken down by by the man. He, he might be. Because he's gotten too close to the truth. I mean, we're, we're, we're about to enter, we're about to enter, I mean, we're, we're already here. We're already in a, in a space where there's so much information coming from all these different places. But now with AI, the, the amount of made up information that's going to be coming at everybody is going to be crazy because there's going to be photos, there's going to be videos and it's going to look real and it's just going to be fabricated stuff. I mean, when you see an actual video and see somebody saying something, you're like, I mean, it's easy to fucking forge a text message. You can show somebody a text message and say, look, Oh, this is the text message. This guy sent me. That's easy. Um, but there'll be videos and shit coming out of stuff that's completely fabricated. So it's going to be weird and interesting. It's post-truth, post-fact, which is scary. Um, Well, there, I mean, if you read, like if you take intro to philosophy, this is an advanced philosophical stuff. If you just read, like you take the first course you take in philosophy in college, they talk about Plato and Socrates and they argue that nothing can be known. Because all information, as soon as it exists, is old and doesn't, is not current and therefore is not true anymore. So you can argue philosophically that nothing can ever be known. That's kind of the way I've come from. But obviously, if there's an egg sitting on a counter and then there's another dude and you guys are both looking at the egg and the one guy says there's no egg and then the, the guy says, no, there is an egg. And then you take that egg and you smash it into that guy's face and go, I guess there wasn't an egg, dude because you're pissed off. Dude, I was talking to a guy he, who listens to this podcast and he uh we were talking about we we're talking about Jesus, which is great. I love Jesus. He's my favorite superhero. And he and I was saying like there's not a lot of empirical evidence about Jesus' existence. There's a lot of hearsay. There's a lot of, you know, stuff like and he's like no, there's a lot of historical information. It was like, how do you know that fucking George Washington existed? There's just as much information about George Washington as Jesus. I'm like, Mount Vernon. They have a whole fucking Mount Vernon museum with all of George Washington's shit. There's nothing of Jesus. There's a dirty sheet that somebody said he slept in. That's definitely not. That's apples and oranges. I mean, there's. That's not apples and oranges. That's that's a giant dinosaur and. Uh, a piece of paper 
They're two right. different things. There, there are multiple contemporaneous corroborations of the existence of George Washington. It's not traced to one little document that is vague. Dude, there's right. There's a whole house full of all of this shit. He was the president of the United States of America. He fought the fucking British. It's it's not something that happened two thousand years ago. Anyways. Well, we agree. That's just not a it's not a comparison. Anyways, he's going to listen to this. He's going to text me and go, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> well, there you go. I was going to send him like this uh, YouTube video of, of this guy pretending to be George Washington walking through Mount Vernon. And then I didn't because I was like, ah, I don't want to. What am I doing? There are some things that you believe that you do take for granted. I don't think that's one of them. But, it, you know, I, I talked to a flat earther one time in Hawaii. And he would let me know. He, we were, like, drinking wine. You know, we were sharing a bottle of wine on the beach. He was, like, some beach hoodlum, some beach bum guy. But, yeah. a, but an interesting guy. I was with a band, and we were sure. all walking on the beach. Yeah. And he starts hitting me with his flat earth shit. And he's doing, like, all the math and shit. Like, he's clearly, like, an apology. He's clearly way into it. Yeah. It wasn't, it, it quit being a normal conversation and it started becoming like a proselytizing right. you know, evangelical thing. And of course, I, I was just like, dude, I don't, he, I, and I wasn't even trying to fucking argue with him. I was like, dude, I, I don't believe the earth's flat. You know, I, I think the earth's a sphere and there's pictures of it from space. And people, people, I was like, people like 300 AD proved that the earth was round by the sun and the way shadows move. But he was challenging me. He was like, how do you know the earth is an orb? He was like, you've been to- told it your whole life. But how do you know? And I didn't really have a great answer for that, but it didn't bug, bug me. Are you, you be that guy and I'll be you. Go ahead. Ask me the question. How do you know the Earth's an orb? Oh, are you talking about flat planet theory? You're talking about yeah. flat planet? You're talking yeah. about flat planet? <laughs> yeah. Where the, where the planet's flat, flat? Flat Earth. Okay, so you've got the whole universe that we can see from here. Uh, we got plant. We got all the planets. We got the nine planets. And then... But there's only one flat planet, and the flat planet's Earth. Earth, Earth is the flat planet, but then all the other planets are round. I know. I don't really want to do the argument, um, but I'm just letting you know it was harder to defend than I thought. He had an answer for all that. I'm not saying they were good. I'm not saying it was interesting. Um, I, I just took for granted like how to justify it. I don't think that means that there's any validity to flat Earth. Like, well, when my friend told me there was just as much empirical data as to the existence of jesus as was george washington i was so taken aback by it like i was right. so aga- like it caught me so off guard that i was <laughs> right. like huh like i didn't know how to react and that's probably how you reacted when you were on the beach and you're like yeah, oh that, this guy actually that, believes that the earth is flat well and then what i don't know if this person did this to you but when i kind of didn't immediately have like uh, you know access to like f- physical science encyclopedias he treated that as kind of like an aha, like a gotcha. Yeah. It was kind of unfair. And and yeah, he was like shocking me with shit. And then I was just kind of like, oh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, and then he had an answer for everything. Cause he's been pro he, he's just all he's doing. And I guarantee you, whoever you're talking about, they're just telling you what someone told them, which is your whole deal, right? About truth. Yeah. So, so he, he went to some sort of class about how to talk to people about whether or not Jesus is real. Or he read it online or yeah, watched a he just, video. He just was hanging out with a bunch of people. They're all sending each other this stuff about. Yeah. And they said, they said, you know, it's a, you know, it's a great one. Try this on your friend, Bob. <laughs> There's just as much historical evidence for George Washington. And you don't doubt George Washington's existence. You know, it's like. Yeah. And, and yeah, you, you get so like, huh? And then they're like, gotcha. See, you don't know. And it's like, dude, 
Just because I am not an evolutionary biologist and can't explain every fucking biological facet of the theory of evolution doesn't mean God made everything. Come on, dude. That's not a fair conversation. I'm a musician. I can See, tell you everything about the Beatles, this is but I'm not I, an evolutionary you know, biologist. You, you know what I like to do when when I come across somebody like who believes in flat earth or believes in heaven and hell and all that stuff? I just like to ask them questions because I got questions for this flat earth guy. I'm like, what's on the under? Did you ask them what's underneath? I have two words to say to those people, and it's it'll solve the whole problem. Guaranteed. You know what those two words are? Check, please. Now I want to ask questions like what's underneath the flat earth? Is there is it is there dirt down there? Is there roots hanging into space? Is or is there another earth underneath with people that are sucked that are standing underneath like are they fall and if you fall off the earth do you fall through space forever? Is how does gravity work? Yeah, I should be more inquisitive. Here's the question I would ask. Where's the waiter? <laughs> Cuz daddy's leaving. Because I don't have the time anymore. It's gone. Everything's uh, gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to argue with some guy on the beach about the Earth's flat. I'm like, God damn it. And then, obviously, there's like, it's like a pool. So, there's a lip at the end. And then... Right. You can walk off. of You can sail off of it. And is the Earth... Was that made by God? Or was that... Is that like something that... Uh, like, did somebody just build the Earth like a pool? Because I, I understand like you build a pool. I get it. Um, or was that like a natural thing that evolved just over millions of years, this flat earth? I'd see, I've got so many questions for this guy. Well, we're going to have to take this to the Secret Weekly because we've run out of time. Time has uh, time is a flat circle, much like the earth. Dude, what if our only guest we've ever had on this show was some flat earth guy and we just fucking quizzed him the whole show? And then at the end, you and me both were straight up flat earth forever. Like We'd be like, oh, you convinced us, boy? And then from then on, we don't even call it, I'm okay, you're okay. We just call it Earth flat. We're flat. Everybody flat. This guy I talked to was pretty charming. And he, he just sure threw he a lot of, he threw a lot of kind of word salad shit at me that sounded smart. Oh, and, shit. And we were, we were like drunk on a beach. It's like, dude, yeah. if we were like having a coffee and like, and, and instead of him trying to preach to me, if we were like really talking, it could have actually been an interesting conversation, but instead it just turned into gotchas and shit. And it was like, all right, dude, like not every theory about the world is valid. Like your guy with the egg. I remember talking to a guy like that. He was like, his his basic contention was that nothing's real, right? Everything's a fucking illusion. And yeah, I I agree with that. Well, okay, uh, fine. That's unknowable. But if the simulation and the illusion is real enough that we all agree that I'm sitting in a chair yeah, yeah. And I could hit you with the chair and there are going to be physical consequences in this illusion. Then yeah. it's real enough to just call it reality. Yeah. In, the, what illusion, are we doing? in the illusion, the earth ain't flat. This illusion that we're existing and everything's real. There's no, there's no flat earth. Look, I think we're, ch- there's a chip in the space time continuum here. Cause this conversation is fucking dense, like a fucking atom bomb. So, Let's let the babies go who have had enough. Yeah, we're done with the babies and time for the for the men and woe men, which are just different versions of of men. We're all men in the Secret Weekly. Some of us are men and some of us are woe men. Well, because right, because all women came from a rib from Adam's. Rib. No, that, people, that's not why. <laughs> people believe that. It's because that's the way it's spelled, dude. It's spelled that way. If it's spelled that way, it has to be true. 
I only go by spelling when it comes to beliefs. All right. We appreciate you guys. We're going to go to the Secret Weekly. Patreon.com slash IOK. You can also send us an email, bobandclint at gmail.com. We will answer all of your metaphysical and uh, methodological naturalism questions. We're going to kick it now to the Secret Weekly. Bye. Bye-bye, little babies. Bye-bye, little babies.